I'm just going to tease something, he said into the microphone. Yes. That was supposed to be private. If you dare. Uh, New York Post uh, uh, cover today. War and peach. Oh, it's a reference to Georgia. The peach state. I get it. Nation holds breath as Georgia runoffs decide our future. As I said earlier, just briefly, um, I don't think it's near as big a deal as we thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be huge um, because I thought the Democrats were going to continue to hold on their really solid majority in the House. So they Everybody could... said that was going to happen. Yeah, but the Republicans picked up a, a ton of seats, and now it's really close. And Nancy Pelosi doesn't have the votes to... To jam through Green New Deal or, uh, you know, the Virgin Islands becoming a state or whatever she's <laughs> trying to pull off. Um, uh, so it's not as important. It's still big. Sure. No doubt. Sure. But the, yeah. it, it's not a the House is not a rubber stamp. And it's just if you got the 50 majority in the Senate, all these things could happen. You know, pack the court, all these things. That's that's off the table, I think. Yeah. Okay, uh, we have a Gavi Award or two to give out in just a moment, but uh, you can do me a favor, first of all. Are you anywhere near a Home Depot or a Lowe's? Or maybe uh, like a Tough Shed dealer? What I need you to do is if you, just... If you're, if you're in an intersection, there's a Home Depot this way and a Lowe's this way. Which way do you go? You know what? They're I've always, often across from each other. I've always been a Lowe's guy. Really? I'm a Home but Depot guy, we but went for to, no reason. We went to Lowe's the other day, and they didn't have the hinges I needed. Then went to Home Depot. Not only did the guy know what sort of hinges I needed, he, he showed me it was good service. The fact that I could find somebody at all is a minor miracle, but I may be back to the orange. The Ace Hardware know. is way uh, oh, more helpful. Love Ace Hardware. Yeah, they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. They really ought to advertise on this show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's what I need you to do. If you're anywhere near a place that sells like tough sheds or the, the you know, your good sturdy garden sheds, roll into the parking lot, take note of which is the most expensive one, the nicest one. And you can either email us as soon as you can, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or uh, you can text us, 415-295-KFTC. And it'll be helpful for the next segment of the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is exciting. Why is Jack in a tuxedo, you're asking? <laughs> because it's time for a Gabby Award. Gavin Newsom Award for Government Hypocrisy in the Time of COVID. Live from the Armstrong and Getty Theater in downtown Los Angeles. It's the Gabby's. I can't believe I have to put on a tux every time we do this. When did you get fitted for that thing, man? Those buttons are straining. <laughs> You're rocking the cummerbund. I'm a vest guy. <laughs> Given the choice... I'm vesting it. Yeah. Mm. Although the cummerbund is, uh, it's, a, it's a good control garment for Bo- the uh, both are male. Both are. I can That's understand true. the vest. Every time I have one on, I think, I look pretty good in this. This yes. is slimming. <laughs> the, the, the silly tuxedo vests that don't have the back, they're like chaps, but for a vest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, as a man who may or may not uh, have movage, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I do appreciate the vest now that you mention it. Yeah. I actually was thinking, because I've been thinking about going with a new look. Yes? A simple look. I want something huh. that I wear every day. I get you. That's basically what I want to do is I want I to get you. I'm every day. Like our friend Tom Sullivan, who wore a blue pinstripe suit every dang day yes. to work. And I always thought that would be a lot easier. And you look good. I think in vest just for the whole movie situation. Holds them in. What sort of vest? Like a leather one? No, no, no. Not like right. a, a vest. Denim. A vest. Chaps. <laughs> yes, denim. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you. 
Yes. No, the Tennessee tuxedo. No, like the vest no goes with a suit, but not wear the suit jacket. Interesting. No. So I got four or five white shirts and a vest and some dress pants. It's kind of an Art Garfunkelish look. <laughs> Where were we? Ah, oh, the, the Gabbies! Live! <laughs> from the Armstrong and Getty Theater! And the rest of the crap I said, it's the Gabby Awards! The Gabby News and Awards for a government of hypocrisy during the time of Alright, nominee number one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we give you Sarah Chambers of the repugnant, morally indefensible Chicago Teachers Union who's been claiming all along that it's unsafe to return to school and everyone must stay home. And remember, this is the union that posted that the desire to get kids back in school is racist, which is one of the most bizarre statements ever made by a homo sapien. Well, in spite of all her hardcore shutdown talk, she enjoyed a luxury vacation in old San Juan, Puerto Rico. She urged teachers to refuse to return to the classroom while on the same day on Instagram she posted pool pictures and talked of getting seafood in San Juan, Puerto Rico. She's vacationing with friends and family in the Caribbean. Interesting. I love the fact that she posted pictures. She said, look, we've almost got the pool to ourselves. Yes. Yeah, that's because nobody else is traveling because of the whole COVID thing. (laughs) Meanwhile, you are fighting hard to make sure kids can't learn. You're using children as a lever to extort more money from the government of Chicago. You're using the children and their education and their hearts and their souls as a weapon. You are a horrible person, and I hate you. Uh, We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Ah, the namesake of the award right there, the great Gavin Mussolini. But wait, Jack, there's another nominee. Do we get more music when I say that? I don't know. doesn't matter. Another nominee. The finance minister for Canada's most populous province, Ontario, Mr. Rod Phillips, resigned Thursday after going on a Caribbean vacation during the pandemic, having joined with the government, urging everyone to stay home no matter the cost. Don't even commune with your beloved family. But this guy went on a Caribbean vacation. Well, that sounds like the Chicago Teachers Union lady. Wait a minute. There's a twist. This guy posted on social media accounts himself wearing a sweater in front of a fireplace (laughs) while he was in the Caribbean. I know. That story is awesome. On the highfalutin vacation island of St. Bart's. Despite the government guidelines urging people to avoid non-essential travel, this guy's in the Caribbean. Bro- what, did he buy a sweater at a second-hand store? Right. Ain't nobody got a sweater in St. Bart's. So he evidently brought a sweater and found a fireplace so he could post essential media or social media. Oh, it's good nobody's going out and everybody's following the guidelines. It's very, very important. Oh, stay at home. It, All it's, right, it, it's it's just unbelievable. And it's happened so often uh, all across the country at all kinds of different levels. It's just it's one of those power corrupts things, human nature things, clearly. Rules for thee, not for me. I'm smart enough to understand what I can and can't do. You're not. 
So I'm going to go on a fabulous vacation. You're going to stay home. You've been home for nine months. You're going crazy. Yeah, everybody can't stand each other anymore. You you you, you know somebody's committed suicide because they're so freaking miserable. I'm going to go on vacation now. That uh, you're such an awful human being. Oh yeah, you lying creep. Yep. You're such an awful human being. So some we got another person that made a Gavi Award on a 3D printer. This is a good oh, one, too. Oh, that, that makes two. This is a good one, too. And it also says at the base of the little statuette here, we're all humans. We all fall short sometimes. Yes. But this is a, a Gavin Newsom with, like, a, a cape and a scepter and a crown. Oh. Kind of with the king look to it. It's you, another that's trophy. Good. Your listeners both... with 3D printers, how much uh, material does it cost? To print something like that, I would be interested. Yeah, what did this cost? This cost you twenty bucks, or two yeah. bucks, or two hundred bucks? God, it'd be either. funny to to invent and and craft uh, whimsical trophies. I think I'm oh, going to get yeah, a three D printer this year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. I'm going to get one. It seems like uh, I'm a wizard once I get one. Oh, yeah. but, there's nothing stopping me. By the way, back to this Canadian guy who uh, you know put on the sweater and pretending he's in front of a fire while he's at St. Bart's and telling you to stay home. He when he got caught, he went with the Gavin Newsom sort of. Uh, I apologize. That was a real mistake on my part. That was just a mistake. I yeah, once again to... offer my unreserved apology. I'm sorry, a reserved apology? Oh, unreserved. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Well, we need to pick a winner. Uh, it's it's so freaking maddening. I'm reminded of uh, what Tom McClintock said when the original uh, Gavi uh, was created, when Gavin Newsom was dining at $1,200 a plate with his uh, lobbyist buddies. And we, uh, you know, we had an early dinner, but... <laughs> uh, Tom McClintock, the congressman from Northern California, said, I'm glad to hear he's ignoring his own idiotic restrictions. Yeah. Good. He's exercising judgment how to keep himself and his loved ones safe. Or, or risking, you know, not being as safe to accomplish something. Speaking of Canada, the government in Canada is encouraging people to call a special government hotline if you suspect there are more than six people in somebody's home. Yeah. And people are doing that all across the country, Soviet Union style. More than six. I swear I saw a seventh person go in that front door. Did you see the video of the authorities going into that one home? Oh, it turned into a shoving match and everything like that? I think it was in Ontario, actually. Just... Yeah. Amazing. And the yeah. neighbors had called. But way to train society to tell on your neighbors yeah. for doing something that's, you know, you know, the public officials are doing this. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, 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 the police and the mayor and whoever else that are involved in this, they probably had more than six people at their home over Christmas or Thanksgiving, but right. not you. Well, and I know a solid dozen guys who I play golf with occasionally who've had the vid. They get together for a poker game. You're going to call the cops on them, and they're going to come bust it because it violates the state guidelines. What the hell kind of society is that? Anyway, we need to pick a winner, Jack. This is unprecedented. Let me open the envelope. We have a tie. I mean, you've got the the just yeah. utterly egregious phoniness of the Canadian finance minister faking up the pictures in front of the fireplace, but then the Chicago Teachers Union gal who's so horrifically cold to the needs of the poor little children in Chicago. You can't pick a winner. They're both Gavi winners! Despicable behavior. They both should have to resign immediately. The Canadian guy did. The Canucker did, yeah. yeah. It's not clear whether the Chicago Teachers Union leader has left her leadership post or is simply taking a brief break. It's not clear to me whether she... uh, 
apologized uh, reservedly or unreservedly. Oh, she deeply regrets her actions. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, it was so hard. Shallowly regrets? No, deeply, oh, Sean. Okay, okay. Uh, some other things we got to get to, including the uh, the Jeff Bezos of China, Jack Ma, uh, more or less has disappeared or. The government's got him in a prison or something like that. Well, and you got to pay it off. The uh, the sheds in Home Depot, etc. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I asked. Coming up in moments. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some entertainment news is how that a Rubik's Cube movie is now in the works. I don't know about you, I'm, I'm not streaming that movie. A Rubik's Cube is meant to be enjoyed on the big screen. <laughs> um, we took in some first uh, releases over the Christmas break. You know, I mean, they were brand new movies. We paid 20 bucks mm-hmm. to watch them at home. The new crude too what is that uh, the kids the crudes, the crudes. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. that's a good movie with nicholas cage as the uh, head caveman that's pretty good <laughs> it's funny and it features a partridge family song my kids loved that movie oh really that's one of your better kids movies absolutely yeah i heard the first one was pretty uh, yeah pretty strong well you folks uh, came through for us and i appreciate it i don't know jack uh, if you kept an eye on the the text line but via email What's the most expensive uh, garden shed in the lot at your local Lowe's or Home Depot? Let's see. Brian reports that you got the Heartland is twenty five hundred bucks. Very roomy. Yeah, I know. We my kids used to like to play in them when we'd go to Home Depot. We'd go look at them and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'd be in a lot of them and think, man, I could live here. I bought one once, and uh, oh, I was so happy. Then we moved. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Sarah sees a big one on sale for twenty eight hundred bucks. It's Let's see. Uh, let's six by. No, it's a little bigger than that. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got. Uh, uh, what is that one? Oh, uh, there's another person saying thirty one hundred. I want to be fair, Sean. Can you go on like the uh, the Tough Shed website or something like that? Give me the single most expensive shed they sell. Uh, uh at, let's see. Uh, not specifically Tough Shed, but on on a retailer. Okay. Uh, seeing, let's see, here's one for 6000 Great, yeah, Scott. I've, okay. seen, I've seen them that high. Okay, that's super fancy. Uh, and they're yeah, really yeah, this nice. is gigantic. That'll, okay, all right, fair enough. From the L.A. Times, piece by Doug Smith. In other cities, 64-square-foot 64 aluminum and composite sheds are being used as quick and inexpensive emergency shelters for homeless people. That's 8 by 8 right? 64? Not in Los Angeles. Here, plans to employ the minimalist structures known as tiny homes have blossomed into expensive development projects with access roads, underground utilities, and concrete foundations, and commensurate planning delays. At the city's first tiny home village, scheduled to open this month, each of the 39 closet-sized homes is costing, not 3000 not 6000 but $130,000. For an 8-foot-by-8-foot place? About 10 times what other cities are spending. Ten times what other American cities are spending per tiny home. Eric Garcetti, moron, announced the program last March, signaling that the concept of sheltering people in tiny homes long neglected in L.A. had emerged as a leading strategy. 
He told the court that the city had purchased 50 of the prehab uh, structures as the first installment of a plan to shelter homeless people in a village, villages of tiny homes around the city. And this, they just look like tough sheds. This, of course, is jumping over the question of why am I spending any money to house this drug addict? Right. Right. If you, you're simply a junkie, why am I housing you? The 50 mini-shelters delivered in May have remained in storage in the Port of San Pedro as officials poured over the design and put the project out to bid. Total cost, $5.2 million. The other tiny home projects, all scheduled to open in April, are projected to cost less, but on average, the city's expecting to spend at least $82,000 per. That's the bargain shed. So you give somebody shelter and food, and they're a drug addict, and you think they're going to get their act together at some point. You really live in fantasy land. Housing first. Make it as easy, indeed effortless. Make it effortless to be a junkie. And, and people and will have fewer junkies. I, I seriously want you studied at the university level. You're compassionate. I get that. Compassion's a good thing. But you got no damn sense. Well, point to any data that shows that that has worked. Point to the city where it's worked. How Seattle do? Let's check Port San Francisco. Oh, damn it. And yet, they're willing to just drain your bank account of those tax dollars to, to embark on these utopian schemes. It's enough to make you cuckoo nuts. Interesting experiment. Too bad you got to pay for it. Too bad people are fleeing these cities by the hundreds of thousands. Because they don't want to pay for it. Taxpayers, yeah. The bums and junkies, they're coming. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Train now, surrounding tech tycoon Jack Ma. The billionaire founder of China's giant online retailer Alibaba has not been seen in public since October when he blasted Chinese regulators in a speech that drew fire from China's leaders. And Rebecca Jarvis has the story. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, George. He is very powerful, very wealthy, and generally a very public figure. But since giving this speech that was critical of China's government, Jack Ma hasn't been seen in public. And now many are questioning, where is Jack Ma? That's from Good Morning America. That's uh, quite an interesting story. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think anybody doubts at all what happened there. It's just a question of, and you're saying they, it's been announced he's, he's alive. I wouldn't say announced. Uh, Fox Business was reporting that sources close to him say he's, he's fine. He's just laying low. Okay. He's not making any statements. He's not, he's keeping his mouth shut. I wonder what the, the Chinese, the Communist Party threatened him with. Ruining him, probably. Everything from torture to poverty and everything in between. A reminder of how things actually work around here. Let's, let's, yeah. let's re-examine who's in charge. Not you is the answer. I think every parent has had that moment where their kid gets a little bold and decides, you know what, I run this play. <laughs> and makes that gambit. Uh, yeah, not so good. And you mentioned Chinese this- asshole! That's a good point. And you mentioned this earlier, the New York Stock Exchange was going to boot... Five different Chinese uh, communication companies off of the stock exchange because they're tied into the Chinese military, and they didn't want Americans investing in companies that help the Chinese military. Which will soon be killing Americans unless something serious changes. Yes. In a 
abrupt about face, the New York Stock Exchange announced they weren't going to boot these companies off. And quoting one analyst uh, who uh, talked to Bloomberg magazine, this is the most bizarre series of events I've ever witnessed in my career. There's no explanation, really, for why they changed their mind. Of course there is. (laughs) What? There is no explanation why he kept looking at that really hot woman. Please. Chinese government says you make billions of dollars uh, off of us, so uh, change your mind. Yes, sir. We will right away, sir. It's the story of the century. I mean, there's no debating that whatsoever. The story of the century is the battle between the United States and the rest of the world and China. Right. I was going to say, unless there's like a new variant in the vid that kills everybody, but that'll be a China story. So there you have it. Oh, a quick follow-up, if I might, over the uh, L.A. spending 130 grand per tough shed for bums and junkies. And also the mentally ill and, and people who are homeless, uh, no fault of their own, or little fault of their own. Um, there's there's enough to take care of those people already. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you eliminate the losers. There's there's enough, in especially places you know, like your big California cities, to mm-hmm. take care of that crowd, the crowd that actually needs help. But uh, to echo an ongoing theme through the years in this show, and you may have heard me uh, pitch this before, but if you are a a, a progressive, a liberal, a liberal, and and you want the government to just do everything for everyone, and you're just so compassionate, and you think if we had no cops, it would be like the suburbs, and all of that unicornian crap I can't stand. If you think that way, thanks for listening, by the way. You must be very patient. Um, (laughs) You should be a fiscal conservative. Example, that L.A. story? Elizabeth Mitchell, who's an attorney representing the Legal Aid Foundation of Los Angeles, which uh, sues on behalf of homeless people. These are the people who sue the cops when the cops say, you can't have a bum camp outside this business. Mm. Okay? So that's where they come from. Here's what Elizabeth Mitchell said. It's such an example of why we're in this mess in Los Angeles. They do these massive projects that are so cost prohibitive, and they only provide beds for a few people while others are degrading in the streets. So that the activists, the bleeding hearts, can't, can't get through to the government of L.A. Part of it's just the incredible over-regulation of California, which is why California doesn't have enough hospital beds. We've reported on that before, but that's something. So everybody from fiscal conservatives to the bleedingest of hearts are saying, how can it cost this much? And yet, it does. Absolutely amazing. Yep. I was trying to come up with my notes on the final numbers for um, the Trump presidency on how much money we spent. You know, and you had a variety of things happen, like the coronavirus thing obviously added several trillion dollars. But regardless of how it happened, between Barack Obama's eight years and Trump's four years, we'd just gone off a cliff fiscally. I'll come up with those numbers. But I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's absolutely amazing yeah. how much debt we've added in a couple of presidencies after 200-some years of being at a certain level. It just went, whoo! Right, right. We decided we could vote ourselves money from the treasuries and stick the kids with the bill. Uh, Bill Clinton is the greatest Republican president of the last, you know, 30 years, 40 years, whenever he was in office. Budgets were more or less balanced. And then W decided to convert the Middle East to a Jeffersonian democracy. That got us to, I believe, $5 trillion in debt. Obama doubled it. 
And then uh, Trump has uh, grown it from there. Now, the COVID thing was going to cause deficit spending. It was going to, whether it was Democrat or Republican. But, uh, you know, for all of his uh, positive qualities, Trump did not have this any interest whatsoever in fiscal responsibility. Well, neither does anybody else, though. Uh, that, oh, no. You know, Rush no. Limbaugh was right when he said that issue hasn't been an issue in a long time. Yeah, I should Some shut people up. were pretending it was, but in reality, it hasn't been for decades. Yeah, Rushbo is correct. Yeah. That's it's troubling. Um, uh, so why were we supposed to have 20 million people walking around with the vaccine in their arms? And we got 5 million people walking around with the vaccine in their arms. We got an answer to that uh, coming up in just a little bit. It varies state to state because once the vaccine gets to your state, it's up to your state's infrastructure to figure out how to go from there. Mm-hmm. But, man, we got to get this streamlined if we're going to beat this new faster spreading strain of the coronavirus. Um, and it's political correctness, to a large extent, that's holding us back. We'll have all that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. has been at the state level. There's a lot of variation. States like Connecticut and Maine are doing well. Other states are not doing so well. Here in New York, there's a lot of political anger and posturing. Governor Cuomo, first he's saying that he's going to fine you if you're not supposed to get the shot and you're a health care worker, and you do. Then he says he's going to fine the hospitals if they don't give you the shot, which then Mayor de Blasio comes out against. All this political anger and posturing, and the same governor, Governor Cuomo, had to take a second look at the vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine before he decided it was okay to take that stuff slows things down that's dr mark siegel bringing the fire love that why is the rollout of the vaccine? we got the vaccine made and approved and sent to states but they're having trouble getting that next couple of steps done i'm not a violent man but i could spend the rest of my life slapping anybody who would not react with revulsion to the following statement I know how we can make things better. Let's get the government involved. You know, let's go ahead with clip two. Why not? Distribution is better than administration. In Wisconsin, Brian, we're not seeing the health care workers get it that are supposed to. In Florida, seniors are lining up overnight, but Governor DeSantis said yesterday, hey, I'm going to hire more workers. I'm going to put up more vaccine clinics. That's a step in the right direction. I, I, I hope we get quickly to the idea of let, let's just get it to anybody. Every, you know, first come, first serve. I heard somebody say that on NPR this morning and the host was just, oh my God. So just random people would be getting it. Yes, we need to get to herd immunity. That's the whole thing. So just whoever, right. we just got to get it into arms as fast as possible. Yeah. If you want to put healthcare workers at the front of the line, go ahead, but let there be a line. They spun, I happen to hear a different report on NPR in which they reported proudly that Cal Unicornia was carefully weighing uh, issues of justice in who would get the vaccine first. And they were happy about it. They were pleased that, listen, let's not rush into saving lives. Let's line everybody up by their intersectional uh, score, you know, their point total. It's just unbelievable. Well, it's an experiment. This this whole super lefty uh, government of the West Coast is an experiment, and it's pretty clear which way it's going. 
Yeah, man. Idiots. So will we have results in Georgia tonight? I don't know. We'll wait till we get the results, and then we'll talk about it tomorrow. So that's the end of that story. Yeah, I'm curious. I I saw one poll that indicated one thing pretty strongly, and then another one that was exactly the opposite. I have no idea which direction it's going to go. Oh, one more movie I wanted to recommend. Uh, That's a good family movie. The new, and I don't know the title. Sean will have to look it up. The new Robert De Niro movie. Um, which he's, oh, yeah, I saw an ad for that. He's made an interesting transformation, I think, from, you know, tough guy to uh, a grandpa on a comedy. Taxi uh, Driver, was it that? Yes, that's <laughs> we, it. Rent we, it for your kids. The whole family watched Taxi Driver. Yes, yes. And uh, when they cry, they're still crying. They haven't <laughs> slept in a week. Um. He's got a new movie where he's playing a grandpa, and he's got a comedic role, and he's really good at that. You know, The Irishman, I, 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 the whole you're still beating people up is it didn't work in my mind. It was embarrassing. Yes, the comeback trail is that it? No, no, absolutely. Not. It is what about? It's something, um, something grandpa. The yeah. war with grandpa. Yeah, the war yeah, with grandpa. It. So yeah. he gets in a war with his ten year old grandson. Oh, they're testing the fire alarms right now. Really. Okay. He gets in a war with his 10-year-old grandson about uh, over the room, and it's pretty good, and big-time star power in it. Um, really enjoyed that movie a lot, so recommend that highly for the family. But the genre of, man, that light is... Yeah, it's, it'll give me, like, a migraine flashing light. We got, like, a super... It's like a flashbulb going off over and Should over Should I go again. make sure the building's not actually on fire? <laughs> Probably be worth looking. I can't remember. Are we running late for the... One segment, or are we running early for the first one? We just came back. Oh, we just came back. Okay. Yeah, You'd think I'd remember that, but the flashing light is wiping we out got, my memory. We've got a strobe light going on in the building. Maybe oh, on for fire. For God's sake. Probably ought to nail that No, down. I saw an email about it being a test. You know, I mentioned earlier, getting back to the COVID thing, just real briefly, that the uh, the word has gone out to California nurses that if they give the, they give the shot to the wrong people, they'll get fined or have their license yanked. Um, which is just going to bottleneck it again. It's just unbelievable. But anyway, I think the point's been made. Uh, so I mentioned the Robert De Niro movie. It's got Christopher Walken in it, and it's got Cheech from Cheech and Chong in it. Nice. And this, and this whole genre of ancient actors, um, uh, you know, doing the whole isn't it great to be in our 80s thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's an aging population deal, right? Sure, you know, yeah. The population's getting older, the big stars of the heyday of movie making are getting older, and they're all coming together. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of funny that it's the, the genre of we're old and this is what it's like to be old among your biggest stars is hilarious. Yeah. Especially especially in some of the roles. I mean, Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken have played some of the most disturbing roles <laughs> in the history of motion pictures. Good point, yeah. And to be in this movie, you know, Which just, reminds me, rent the deer hunter for your kids. Yeah. <laughs> you done with Taxi Driver. Yeah, which has both of them in it, right? Oh, yeah, uh, it yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Um, wow, so they work together like... F- 50 years later, I don't know, to do this hilarious movie. And Christopher Walken is hilarious in this movie. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Did he talk that way on purpose? Um, Is that just the way he was born talking, or did he develop a way of talking that people like? It's just how he talks. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know Christopher Walken as a child. I just couldn't even tell you. Jane Seymour, who's like 80 years old, but playing an 80 year old hottie for the other 80 year old dudes in the movie. And well, the knock on Hollywood forever has been that you know once you hit 29, you're you're gone, you're off the screen, you can't be shown. It's obscene. It's disgusting. So uh, you know, got got a little. uh, I want movies that look more like America. Huh? Yeah. So. The great Tanya Roberts has passed, by the way, speaking of movie stars. Oh, that's right. You know what? Gosh dang it. I almost forgot. We mentioned this fairly briefly yesterday. 
Um, and yeah, I don't know. We could do more uh, the newsy stuff if you want, but uh, um, Nancy Pelosi eliminating gender n- language in the house or whatever. It's just so idiotic. It tires me out. But we mentioned um, that Gone with the Wind was still the number one uh, movie adjusted for inflation, box office, which is about to be no longer a thing at all. Much like working remotely is now, it's come from nowhere and now it's incredibly common. Um, uh, watching first run movies at home. Why not? To both the movies I've mentioned today, they were brand new movies. We watched them the day they came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's the coming thing. Why not? But uh, anyway, you want I'll count them up from number twenty. Uh, Star Wars Episode One, which was the fourth one to come out. That's before everybody realized that trio would suck. Then you got the Jungle Book. Um, from which one? Adjusted for inflation. It's in the top. Interesting. Oh, that's the original Jungle Book. Yeah, the animated yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah, that's a great movie, by the way. Jurassic World, The Lion King. I am a monarchist. 101 Dalmatians from 1961. I think that was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. Cruella DeVille scared the hell out of me. Oh, Oh, did she creep me out. Oh, yeah. The Exorcist, 1973, is number 15. I've never seen The Exorcist. Uh, It's it's pretty scurry, although, you know, by modern standards, it's a little tame. You know, they've gotten more and more over the yeah. top until I, you're watching look, Hannibal. If you watched Hannibal, uh, the, uh, the Exorcist is not going to have an effect on you. Yeah, you just kind of got, uh, you got lapped by yeah. modern <laughs> movie making. Right, right. Avengers Infinity War, I just, the Avengers movies are fine. But uh, Jaws is number 13, Jurassic Park number 12. Snow White and her Seven Dwarfs, number 11. Number 10, uh, Star Wars Episode 7. Which See, I, was I the no last idea. of the second trio? No idea. No, that was, was the, the first, first of, of the, the third, third trio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. I have no idea what that is. Number nine, Dr. Shivago. Number eight, <laughs> The Ten Commandments. Mm. I'll give you a hint. A lot of old-timey movies in here. Actual box office leaders. Uh, number seven, E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Uh, I wonder six. how that holds up. I wonder if my kids would like E.T. Uh, it's really, really good. It's a little slow-paced for the modern child. Yeah. A little. It's still charming, though, and it's still a tearjerker. Spoiler alert, E.T. gets shot at the end. (laughs) Number seven, Jack, the hills are alive with it. It's the sound of music. Oh, God, dang it. Don't make me watch that. Oh, I love that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, these are a few of my favorite things. I can't do musicals. Oh, I love it. There's Uh, only like two musicals that I like, I think. I like Grease. You both are Philistines. I'll watch Grease. That's a musical. Uh, Musicals. Are operas for dumb people. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, number five, Avengers Endgame. I thought it was boring. Uh, number four, Star Wars episode episode four. What was that it? was the first one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I get confused by all that. Yes. Uh, number three, biggest grossing box office ever adjusted for inflation, Titanic. <laughs> Don't recall it being pronounced like that, but. Number two, it's not even good. Avatar. I have oh. not seen Avatar. That, uh, you're not missing much. It was at the time. It was a techno- technological step forward, leap but, forward. Yeah, it was uh, amazing uh, visually at the, the time. The Marvel stuff, the Mandalorian. It's all doing more impressive visual stuff now. Yeah. Well, and in, in, in terms of like mindshare, nobody ever quotes Avatar or references it or anything like that. Nope. I think he's working on the sequel. As the second, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> second biggest movie of all time, and nobody ever mentions Avatar. 
And number one, Jack, I don't know nothing about birthing babies, but I know about going to the movies. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Gone with the Wind remains number one. Oh, let's see. So Titanic Adju- was third. Adjusted for inflation, uh, it made $3.8 billion. Wow. Yeah. A, manip- <clears throat> a manipulative woman and a roguish man conducted turbulent romance during the American Civil War and Reconstruction periods. The movie actually holds up pretty well, too. I think it's it, it's good. It's I've never good seen it. Yeah, I, I, you just good. got yourself canceled by saying that. Oh, Gone yeah. with the Wind? You're, You're, supposed, to be You're, horrified. You're supposed to be horrified by Gone with no, the Wind. There's all sorts of old movies that are good. Casablanca, that one holds up. Citizen Kane sucks. Oh. Don't watch that. Where's your hood? Dry cleaner? Canceled! Citizen Kane does suck. Yeah. I'm willing to say that out yeah. loud. Oh, that's where you're wrong. It's brilliant art. <laughs> it's amazing. Rosebud. Yeah, watch that if you're taking a film class. Otherwise, watch leave me alone. Else. Yeah. <laughs> watch something entertaining. <laughs> where something happens. Yeah. Gee, money. It's about It's actually about William Randolph. I don't, I don't care! care. <laughs> Do not care. <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. If you're just tuning in, uh, growing evidence shows, yep, uh, the COVID leaked out of a Chinese lab. A big piece in New York Magazine, as we've been saying for a long time. Yeah, we should get back into that, because that's a pretty interesting story. If you don't get the next hour, grab it via podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.